Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, whoops. I did what I told my... What I told everybody not to do, which is drop stuff on the thing. All right. Hey, um, welcome, people on the internet and who listen to podcasts. My name is Vong. This is... I'm Adam. Thomas. Marie. And this is the first ever Rice All Asian podcast. I just figured, you know, a lot of people are giving their opinions on stuff, so Asians should give their opinion <laughs> on stuff as well. So our very first topic is Star Wars Rise Woo! of Skywalker. Yes. Okay, so before we jump in, let's talk about what our experiences are with Star Wars um, and what your expectations were for the movie and how many times you've seen the movie. So, uh, Adam, if you wanted to start. Okay. Uh, well, I'm one of those people who have a box set of VHSs at home that are barely held together because of how many times I watched it growing up. I don't know if anyone <laughs> can relate to that. And um, I watched the prequels uh, just knowing that and just getting a little more disappointed and yet still buying the posters every time for some reason. And then... Uh, also was one of those people that was just part of the whole frenzy on on fate, social media leading up to the episode seven where it's like you saw those trailers and it was like are they going to do it well actually and freaking out <laughs> and then just like wait day by day waiting for it to come out and then also one of those people where like leading up to this one have really not felt that excited for some reason mm. and not that i hated the eighth but just didn't feel was just kind of like i'll buy the ticket but i'm not thinking about it all day, uh, mm -hmm. waiting for myself, my, my butt to get in the seat there, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I'm a big fan. Also, I have, like, styles of, like, hundred uh, uh, piles of, like, hundreds of Star Wars books at home from the now, uh, <laughs> you know, legacy uh, stories, they're called, I believe. Or yeah, legends. Legends, legends yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Wedge Antilles that I saw in the movie. I was a big fan of the X-Men series. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my Star Wars story. Okay, Thomas. Yes, well, you're talking about my entire childhood. You know, uh, yes, I had every figure. I even had the carrying case for the figures that I bought on vacation with me. Uh, so the vinyl, yeah, the vinyl Darth Vader carrying case, that was uh, uh, my, uh, my, my very first uh, luggage as a child. So, yeah, I mean, this was uh, it's something I've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, like, yeah, like, like Adam, I've been, been disappointed with some of the offerings in the past. Uh, for me, the, the, the prequel trilogy was not, was, uh, was not uh, my favorite. At all, I quite like the sequel trilogy as well, though. So I was anticipating this quite, uh, uh, quite eagerly, and uh, yeah. So it's um, it, all in all, I, I but I've never read the books, so the legend stuff is is kind of occurring. I know it's there, 
uh, but I've never actually really taken a liking too much uh, that much uh, too much to that to my, myself. So. Okay, great. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, Marie. Thanks, Vong. Um, <coughs> so I'd say maybe not as huge as an otaku as both of you guys, but uh, <laughs> um, very much a fan in the way that it's just something that it's it was it's a great story uh, that I've been just like following. I was one of the kids that would uh, yeah that was. W watching it um, with my family and like me and my cousins would go like every year to watch it together as a family. <laughs> um, and uh, just really captured by the whole world and all and the story of it. Um, and just really celebrated it when I was a kid. I think you kind of just like romanticize and idealize things when you're a kid and that was a big thing. Um, but I, I, I can't say I'm like one of those people like up in the reddits and the forums and like the subreddits that know all the the finer details of things and like it's very specific like all the names of the sandworms um but I'm I'm a <laughs> fan I, I would consider myself a fan um cheering for it uh it's 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 like I cheer for it like our own like city's basketball team in that way like I wanted I want to see you do well uh, I want to have your back Please don't disappoint me. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. And I'm I, I'm Vong, and my uh, my experience. So I, I've seen this movie twice now. I also saw The Last Jedi and Force Awakens twice in the theater. I feel like movies like this, you kind of need the second time to kind yeah. of, you know, process it a little bit. My experience with Star Wars was more I, um, I was taking to see the re-release special edition of A New Hope when I was young, and that's sort of where it started, and then I watched the the full, you know, special edition trilogy, um, and then I was really excited for The Phantom Menace, because it looked really cool, and I saw that, and, uh, you know, thought, thought it was okay, um, <laughs> and then Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, I have to admit, I... I have not been able to watch either either of those without falling asleep, including in the theater twice I attempted. I just couldn't get through all the political talking without falling asleep. So I've yet to finish either of those. And then Force Awakens, I was super excited um, for it to come back. So that's sort of my experience, and uh, I was really excited to see it. Now let's, um, let's talk about your initial reactions on... Rise of Skywalker, maybe let's go in reverse order with Marie, just sort of how did you feel versus what you expected? Um, so I only I only watched it once. Uh, so I think what I, I felt like uh, it felt like there was it was it was <laughs> there was a lot going on. Um, I felt like it could have been better. Um, and I was expecting like a really nice, really nice, just like, uh, tied together of everything, like a really good, like satisfying meal where I felt like the meal was, it, 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 it like, it felt complete. It felt like there was a good, um, kind of, uh, like, like arc with all of like the stories and the characters, um, and things like that, um. It felt like kind of like just like a like a little bit chaotic and a little bit disjointed in the mm. first part. Um, and then, yeah, there was there was just a lot going on. Um, <laughs> was a little bit discombobulated. Okay, just <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I got I got from that discombobulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discombobulation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, my, that's my album. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, uh, my general capsule review of of, um, of um, Rise of Skywalker is is positive. Um, often, I think, think the art of being a Star Wars fan is taking the things you like from, from a given movie and taking the things you don't like or didn't work um, and balancing them out and, and seeing how the movie did as a whole. And I think the movie, the positives outweigh the negatives in this case. It's not, uh, not mind-blowingly amazing, but, it, but you know, we, sh we shouldn't expect too much in Star Wars. It is at the end, at the end of the day. <laughs> no, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's child-centered fantasy, yeah, heroic, heroic fiction. Um, not we we can't expect Godfather One or Godfather Two from this. So um, generally, no. Generally, my 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 views have been positive. Um, there are things there that that you know I would have done differently, but uh, that you know I'm not uh, I'm not a, a director. So yeah, so that's that. Okay, and Adam, um, I would like to kind of build on what you were saying with like you know you're looking for a, a meal that like fill you up, but I would say that. I felt like I went to just an around-the-world buffet and got everything I wanted <laughs> to the point where it's like, yeah, I got everything I wanted, but, like, look at me now. I feel disgusting. Like, this is there was just too much random stuff in here. I felt it was... Um, it just lacked a bit of, like, uh, cohesion, direction. It, nothing felt super intentional. Everything felt like it was toyed around with just to like, please audiences or... Mm. It, it didn't feel right for me, so I'd give it more of a thumbs down than a thumbs up overall. Uh, I'm actually more pressed to find things that I really liked about it. Um, and uh, kind of hot take on my point, uh, it kind of made me really realize that I think J.J. Abrams is good at starting things, but maybe not the best at ending them. Um, you need a sound effect for that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I have these random sound effects. I don't know what, what can we each try of those buttons do. <laughs> Get a random button to see what happens. Um, we can, but then only I'll be able to hear it with the headphones. So, yeah. um, well, I grew up making well, fake laser sounds. We can do that. Too. Yeah, we can just do a laser <laughs> sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say what you just said about J.J. Abrams. It's actually not controversial at all because he literally just said the same thing. He actually came out and said... Really? Yeah, yeah he said... He was oh. excited to come back for the last one, but he was a bit worried because he himself feels like he's better at starting things than <laughs> finishing things. He, he actually admitted Validation. that to himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I, I actually really like this movie. Um, like, I didn't think it was like the best movie ever, but I thought it was like, it was exciting and it had a lot of things. And honestly, everything that I didn't like, I felt like was there because he had to fix things from the previous yeah. movie. So I don't even really blame him for a lot of the stuff because he had to... I feel like he, was, he, he wasn't he was handed a baton. He, like, the guy, like, dropped the mic and then he had to come <laughs> and pick it up. Um, and so I, I would say for for looking at the movie on its own, I, I, I thought it was cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. Um, okay, so now let's get into the individual plot elements. Um, and so we'll start with the most controversial ones, and then um, let me know if you liked it or didn't like it. So number one, of course, was the return of Emperor Palpatine, and related to that, the revelation that Rey is... A Palpatine, his uh, granddaughter. So uh, maybe Thomas. Sure, sure. Um, in terms of the return of Palpatine, um, obviously it's it's a wonderful character. Uh, you know the ultimate uh, evil. 
in the universe. And yeah, having it, having him him come back in that form, I think uh, it's suitably horrific. And and <laughs> I quite enjoyed that part of it. They had a certain horror movie atmosphere to it. And it, y I mean, some people may uh, say, oh, it kind of came out of nowhere. But it, you know, cloning has become a you know very established part of uh, of Star Wars now. Um, as, as we can conti continue to see, and uh, so yeah, I think I think it's a very well handled return, suitably grotesque, uh, suitably obnoxious. As, you know, normal his spitting <laughs> talking affair. You know, <laughs> your faith in your friend is yours. <laughs> you know, I love that guy. Uh, and um, yeah, in terms of Ray as a Palpatine, uh, that's yeah, that's been a common theory from the beginning of The Force Awakens. And they've finally given that some closure and some acknowledgement. And it, it does make sense. It does make sense thematically speaking. So I'm satisfied with it. And you know, her ch you know, the, the end, her choosing one destiny over the other, I think was, was quite meaningful. Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, I, I actually really liked the twist of bringing Palpatine back because, you know, even though they call it the Skywalker saga, really, it's kind of been the Palpatine saga in a lot of ways. He's been the mastermind behind everything. And mm -hmm. even when they talked about Darth Vader being the chosen one and like the most powerful, like realistically, it's he was always more powerful than Darth Vader. So I just kind of felt like, okay, bringing back the original villain to wrap it up, um, I, th I thought was good. And I think once you make the decision to bring Palpatine back, um, then relating Ray's background to him further closes the loop mm -hmm. so that your hero and your villain are kind of tied together. Now, one thing I'll say is, for sure, it did kind of come out of nowhere. It would have been nicer if they sort of planted the seeds a little bit. But clearly, this is where I say, like, I give J.J. Abrams a bit of leeway because he had to come up with something because he tried to put in a new villain and then... Ryan Johnson just killed him off like a little nothing <laughs> and then <laughs> killed off, you know, Captain Phasma. He literally just left no threads. So either he had to magically resurrect some dead people or bring back somebody that was even deader. So I, I'm actually happy that he went back and brought back Palpatine because it really is the end of a nine chapter story so i like that he brought it back um yeah i i definitely you know when someone asked me what is something positive about it you know the thing that came to my mind was i thought palpatine was good i felt like she you know having her like realize like shoot the lightning out and be like what am i you know who am i even you know that was really powerful i felt like that if it had been like you said like it's not abram's fault but you know the fact that it was given to you through the scroll was a bit jarring it's like, yes, definitely. he's back he's go up no just it's all good you know i didn't like that well apparently it was announced in uh the fortnite game but if you're not playing that then i mean come on uh yeah just yeah. as a bit of a background on the um oh this is a spoiler review by the way <laughs> it's a little bit late. I'll, I'll i'll have it in the uh in the description um so, uh, what Palpatine's yeah. back? <laughs> and so what, what, what Adam's talking about for, um, on the opening scroll, they talk about a message going out from Palpatine and that message actually isn't in the movie, but it is in Fortnite. <laughs> so if, 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 if you, if, if you'd like to hear the catalyst for the entire movie, um, go to Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Play some Fortnite. Um. But 
overall, uh, yeah, she did a great. I, I like that whole. I don't know. You guys said it all, tied it all together, uh, balanced the force, and uh, yeah, it was. It is really the Skywalker and the Palpatine saga. Uh, it's weird for me to think of Palpatine as like a surname for some reason. It just sounds more like a, <laughs> like a name, like an M. I don't know. It's weird to me to think of it as a name, though. That's one thing. But besides that. You don't know a Kevin Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, I think for me, um, I, I do agree with what you're saying with um, it, kind of, if it being a Palpatine story. And that, and that I, I do think that they could have, um, like, yeah, planted the seeds more and, like, I, I guess make more, uh, build it up. Uh, more in, in different ways. I think it was just like the visualization of Palpatine, like in in the in the scene where he does appear. It, like uh, I wanted, I wanted it, like to be like brain frying, like very deeply otherworldly, like terrifying. Um, I think that they like kind of envisioned him as being like more of like like a, a more just like having a presence and maybe more of like a supernatural kind of way. Um, but I, like the actual like depiction of him in the most literal sense of like he's hooked up to a machine. I'm like, listen, I can take you out. No problem. <laughs> I just have to like find a plug and it's all good. And he's just like, I was a molten amphibian. I'm like, I, I feel like just like having like some sort of other, like another way of, of depicting him might've been interesting. Um, I <coughs> think especially like, with the identity crisis that Ray is going through, that's that's like one of the the things in the movie that's like a real like um, center of like what's going on in the narrative. Um, like th like her fighting herself physically is something that's scary, or like what these like like her shadow self manifesting, and then it's like, is this who I'm really going to become? I'm kind of allured to the dark side. Um, that kind of struggle is something that's like been interesting um and then i think like having palpatine um imagined in another way as another component to that is, is something scary uh, maybe i should be i'm thinking all horror right now yeah. <laughs> but yeah i'm like no they, they were definitely going for a bit of, of a horror vibe there for sure i, I do want to add though like speaking on palpatine just because this was something that really grinded me the wrong way was that big thing is i feel like this movie really took it, it took a bit of the prequels in, in a part in a way that I didn't like, where it really felt like so much going on in terms of special effects and like big scale to the point where nothing felt real. Like, was she in a room? Were there really like a million people standing there? Were they like hanging? Like, oh, yeah. was that a place where Palpatine walked around and like made dinner and stuff and hung out? Like, it all just seemed like this big, dark, vast, like nothing felt real to me. In a way, I don't know if anyone felt that. Like, it kind of just felt like unbelievable. Like, I felt episode seven, everything felt very grounded as like a place I could see myself in and running through. But this place, I don't know, the scale and the effects and everything, everything started to feel less just tangible or real. Uh, and Palpatine was kind of a part of that um, in this big audience. I don't know if anyone. Yeah, did, did either of you feel if it was grounded or? The funny thing about Star Wars is often it, it, it started from the very first uh, Star Wars movie that th there are things that are suggested but never quite explained. Uh, you know, we have, uh, uh, you, know, a, you know, a galactic senate that we hear about but we never actually see. 
Uh, and, and I think one of the strengths of the movie is, is the f- movie franchise is that there are a lot of things we that are are just there and unexplained. But I do f- I do I do I do acknowledge though that yeah a kind of a CGI animated Grim Reaper crowd is a, bit, a little bit strange. And yeah, <laughs> like, I, I I do think about things like okay where do they eat where do they go to the bathroom that kind of thing uh, uh, were they there for like Jay's game or something and it just yeah. got out of hand <laughs> you know but um, you know as as with all things Star Wars you see something that's not explained or not backgrounded you just accept it and move on. Yeah, there'll be a comic book to explain it or. Yeah. The next chapter of Fortnite, it'll be released <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what was going on with the stadium of, of Palpatine, uh, Palpatiners. Palpatine, I don't know what his fan club is, uh, what their name is. Um, we could shout out, shout that out if you know. Um, <laughs> like, I think, yeah, this. So there's a lot to be said, like with the like the worlds that they did create and like the settings that they were put in. Um, I think. Yeah, some of the things like you you kind of overlook in exchange for like okay this is gonna be a good story I'm just gonna go along with it like suspension of disbelief kind of thing, um, whether that specific like whether that setting with Palpatine served the story I don't know um, like I guess they were just trying to show like the magnitude of like his presence and like I guess he regained yeah. followers <laughs> somehow. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know Instagram. Whatever. It's just I felt that's what Episode Seven did so well was that it really grounded things back into okay number one through three were a little bewildering and like super special effects heavy Uh let's get those practical effects let's get those like real you know like human moments let's get that good dialogue and let's get that like actual practical (laughs) effects and then number seven i I, nine i just felt like it went right back to kind of like here's a million star destroyers in the sky and just being a bit bewildering you know it definitely was over the top, <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I guess, I don't know, I, I didn't have as much a problem with it as I did in the prequels, because maybe when they went CGI heavy, it was, like, dark. So with the Palpatine stuff, it was dark, so it felt less plastic, whereas in episode one, two, and three, it was so bright that when it was all green screened, it looked even extra yeah, awful. <laughs> At least this time it was, like awful in the dark i don't know yeah um okay so the next controversial twist are the force powers what do you think about so i think there was the force healing um the stuff about the force dyad i think was brand new i think force healing had been introduced in the Mandalorian and has been used in other Star Wars lore um, as well, but definitely new for the big screen. And then uh, Ray's overall power bump <laughs> to superhuman, I guess. And and I guess Leia having full force powers as well, although we saw a bit of that when she um, flew <laughs> flew through space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now they, uh, they uh, you know, they've, I, I would yeah. say I would say Leia's force powers are the one thing, probably the only thing that J.J. Abrams took from the Last <laughs> Jedi. He was he because in Force Awakens he very clearly wanted to say Leia decided not to pursue force powers and become a general, but then obviously with what happened in Last Jedi, he just carried on and said, "Okay, I guess she's a Jedi Master now." Um, but uh, any any thoughts about 
Force powers, Leia's powers, Ray's crazy powers. Well, first of all, why was Frozen Leia not a Halloween costume? I think that would have been pretty great. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm but, sure somebody. I, I'm sure if we Google that, somebody must have done it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably had their friend dragging them along <laughs> <laughs> on a skateboard or something. <laughs> you find it on eBay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah. on the force <laughs> powers, yeah. Yeah, um well well yeah, um, uh, you know, upon further re- reflection, I do like the uh the force healing is an interesting twist. Because uh, I was you know reminded of the uh, the tale of Doc Darth Pelagius, you know, the uh the dark Jedi Jedi who could bring back uh people from the dead, etc. So I, I, I um I think that's a good tie in, a good callback to uh that part of the uh of the prequel uh trilogy. Um, now, as the other kind of powers, like the ability to apparently transport, teleport now, or to reach and grab things <laughs> out of space. Mm. Yeah, the dyad powers, yeah, I guess the they're calling powers, it. Is that what, yes. what is that, dyad? Yeah, it's, that's what they're calling uh, Ray and Kylo. Are The reason why they can physically pass things back and forth is because they're a force dyad. Oh, I I I was trying to figure out what a dyad is. No, like a no triad, but for two. <laughs> yeah, it's a triad for two. They literally just made this up. Um, in this movie, mm. it has never been done before in Star Wars, but that's how they're explaining it. That those two. Now, where I was New confused terms. was they were also tying the Force healing to the fact that they're a dyad, and. It's been generations since this happened. I guess the last time it happened was Baby Yoda. But then Yoda. she did it on the on the on the snake person uh, in the cave too. Yeah, you know, I would have been more comfortable if it was just like Ray's power because she's like just super powered and she's a Palpatine, and that's Yoda fine. Did it too. Baby Yoda did it too. Yeah, but they're they're specifically tying the fact that she can heal people to the fact that she's a part of a force dyad. So I'm assuming baby Yoda has a girlfriend somewhere <laughs> um, and the both of them should be able to heal. Um, that's what, that's what I, that's what I took from What's the, the movie. point of yeah. making that thing. Yes. I don't know. That seems yes. kind of weird. Like, <laughs> yes. There needs to be two people to heal rule done. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an odd rule, but yeah. So healing, passing things back and forth, having a lightsaber battle from a distance with each other, as well. So how annoying! I mean, that was annoying. The she like it was cool how she passed the lightsaber to Kylo Ren, but he just like killed the Knights of Ren in like three seconds. Just like oh, you're all dead now, and just kept running through. Yeah. It was a little frustrating because there's a lot of build up too for those guys. I feel like yeah. But, Sorry, besides the point. Um, but yeah. Marie, what do you think about the force powers? Um, yeah, I feel like they... So the powers like that, um, like Luke, when he, as a ghost, I didn't know you could force like ghost power um, ships out of the water. And then also, like I didn't know it was called the dyad, uh, when they were like being able to, I guess, incept each other's minds and be in each other's worlds. I thought they were just like Skype sessions or like face. It's just like force FaceTime is mm. what I felt it was. Yeah. There was I felt like there were plot holes around that. Um, yeah. I, th- I guess <coughs> the healing power was like a way to show that her powers. She's like she's superior uh and like can is, is like ascended as a level of jedi in some form um i guess yeah um i think 
what was interesting was that I think they're setting up uh, Finn to be force sensitive as well, and like yes. the throw-in stuff with like Leia's uh, powers. Mm. I felt we like a little bit of an add-on, but I'm just like, okay, we could go along with it, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. J.J. Uh, Abrams did confirm that what Finn wanted to tell Ray. Okay before they fell down into the pit, he confirmed that he was going to say he was Force-sensitive. Oh, that is that message. what it was? Yes, that was that was the message. He, he came out, I think, today or yesterday confirming that it wasn't an I love you, it was uh, I'm Force-sensitive, which is okay. a weird thing to say as you're dying. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those are really good last words, though. I, that's what I want to say on my deathbed. Yeah, <laughs> Force-sensitive. I'm Force-sensitive. I think, like, with this stuff, if you're going to set up rules for how things work, mm. just stick with it. Just be consistent. And then, Green, like, yeah. I yeah. guess maybe in some ways they, they did, like, make nods to it in previous uh, films. But I think it's just, like, if you're going to make like make a yeah. rule, then keep it a rule. I will say, I you know, I was joking earlier that that's the only thing that J.J. Abrams took. So the two things that you mentioned were also things that he took from Last Jedi. So the Force Skyping and <laughs> also the force ghosts being able to interact with the real world was something that uh, was introduced in The Last Jedi when yep. Yoda set the tree on fire. So, you know, he, he did take some elements, which clearly was not in his plans from The Last Jedi. But the thing that felt weird was that I felt like all the kind of arbitrary force decisions were more about pushing plot points and keeping mm -hmm. consistency. Like, mm. they all felt like they were, like, convenient or like they were a part of I don't know. Yeah, it didn't seem tight. I agree with what you were saying there. Like, if you're gonna have some rules, you should stick to them so that it doesn't feel cheap. You know. Yeah, so le let's jump into characters now. Um, Adam, you mentioned Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. So right now there is a comic book called The Rise of Kylo Ren, mm -hmm. um, and it explains how the Knights of Ren came along. Now. The series isn't finished yet, so we don't totally know, other than it was founded by a guy named Ren. That's the Knights of Ren. Mm -hmm. And it is both a name, the original guy's name, and a way of life. So um, I guess the leader of the Knights of Ren takes on the Ren name. And they are all supposed to be Force-sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, and where did, that, where did that go? Like, you, <laughs> where did their Force-sensitive... There's five Force-sensitive people who don't use lightsabers, and he's just, like, dead, you know? Like... That I don't know. Did anyone find that like a little? Yeah, they were they were kind of punks. They should have <laughs> put up. There was more of a fight with those weird red people in uh, yeah. the throne room. Yeah. Like at least you know you don't have to kill. Obviously, you're not going to be as powerful as Kylo. That's why he's your boss. But you should do some backflips or something before you die. But there wasn't any dialogue <laughs> even. It's like he betrayed, like he just shaped 180 and it's like, and then it's just like, oh, we're enemies now. And like, it didn't, there was no turn. Like didn't even like, uh, he could have been like, oh, I'm still with you. Let me just run. Like he just, no, they just knew he was an enemy and they just had uh, to fight. It was, Thomas? It was, it's like Le when Le LeBron James played for the Cavaliers, you know, you had, <laughs> you had, you had the w one star and then you had like four extra guys, you know, eventually the other <laughs> guys have to go. You know, it's just not, not enough. <laughs> You know, and then, of course, LeBron switches teams <laughs> at the end of the movie, too. That's uh, the weird part, but... Mm. One thing I'll say is that they don't... Like, Knights of Ren, yeah, there is backstory. There is, like, extra content. But I think, you know, this is something that Marvel does well that I don't think Star Wars is doing as well, where, like, the extra content 
adds to it, but it isn't like necessary to appreciate yes. the main thing, you know. And I that feel like true. they're kind of just being like, "Oh no!" But if you read this, it'll make more sense. Like, yeah, it shouldn't have to be like that. Yeah. I don't think for the average viewer to actually even just appreciate the movie overall, you know. Like, yeah, I think that's definitely true. Marie, you look. Uh, about like <laughs> um, <laughs> you've yes, got to I just it. got back here. Um, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I think the moment when he's like he is fighting like all of his lackeys, I think that would have been like been a good like if there was like a pause or like a little bit of apprehension, it would have like driven up a little bit of the drama and then make that shift that he like his shift to the good side, um, like a little bit more of a like have more impact. I think. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they should have thrown in some backflips or something, or like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're on an <laughs> off day. <laughs> now. Continuing on Kylo Ren, and and since we're talking about like characters' arc, we can probably open it up to like the entire trilogy at this point. But what did you feel about Kylo Ren as a character um, in this movie, and then also just his general arc across the trilogy? As a villain, yeah, that's one of the uh, things I I'm, I kind of had to uh, myself a stomach as a Star Wars fan. Um, and I've given, I believe I've given this character a, a, a lot of chance. It's, it seemed like a very, very weak villain at the end of the day uh, for me after viewing the trilogy, uh, you know, tr trilogy in, in all, uh, in, in its full now. Um, yeah, but yes, he has a, you know, kind of a tortured uh, aspect to the character, but it just never seemed to be ter terribly, you know, threatening or intimidating or, 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 or anything. It, uh, you know, like uh, Nicholas Cage's character in Leaving Las Vegas. So <laughs> it's like, okay, it's it's maybe dramatically compelling, but you know, it's not it's not the galaxy destroying villain I, I want. Uh, Marie. Um. Yeah. I. I. I think he's cool as shit. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like maybe drivers. just the. I w yeah, I want that outfit. Um, <laughs> I like. It's. I just want. I just want to be a. Like, I'd be. I'd make a great sis uh, character. <laughs> I think I fit the description. Um, more intimidating. Sorry. Um, I think. I think yeah. I I I do see like him being very weak willed, but I, I think he's like. I think um, like during the whole trilogy. It's just like with the character development, you do see like you see it in his face, the struggle to kind of like uh, like whether he's which way he's going and like he's always like a little bit uh, precarious in like his his morality. Um, I feel like the like the casting was good for as, as Adam Driver um, and his portrayal. I think it was decent of like being this person that is like un like unsure of themselves. I think it's like kind of how like you see like young guys like being indoctrinated in certain ideologies. I think that's maybe what they were kind of going for as an update of like a villain. Um, <coughs> I do feel like though, like if you are, if you're gonna make a villain like flip um, for the better or turn over a new leaf, I, th I feel like it has to be justified and it has to be like, the stakes have to be high mm -hmm. and it has to be like well told. Um, I think with the four Skype sessions, um, yeah. I think like that you you do see like the tension between both of them of them like seeing each other's like each other reflected in each other like as foils of their oh. characters, um, which are the most interesting of them just trying to push and like put like kind of pull each other back and forth um, with with the what whatever side they're on. Um, but I feel like yeah, I um, I think. I think it was just an interesting take on a on like a kind of a villain, and um, 
and yeah and um someone that is just struggling um uh i think i think it was like it just an interesting update of what what evil could oh. be yeah, I, I I like how different your opinions are. I I probably lean more to 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 how to how uh, Marie feels. I actually think Kylo Ren is the best character of the new trilogy. He like so one of the things I, I guess in my intro I didn't mention like I've always been more of a fan of the expanded universe content of Star Wars than of the actual movies. I always thought the movies were kind of terrible and simplistic. Like it was just very good versus evil like literally you're fighting against the evil empire mm. you're it's literally like the dark side like it's it's just so simplistic and i just thought you know that's that wasn't interesting to me but in the expanded content it was like a little bit more intricate you know like you know obviously like the jedi were created it makes sense be that power can corrupt so to not use it for your own so to like gain power but only but to have to pledge that you'll only use it for the greater good and not your own good i can see that it's like the um where it's it's less versus light versus dark it's more about mm. self versus community which of course mm. is asians that's a big yep. difference in mentality between east and west yep. so for me that's more interesting so what i liked about kylo um and where I found him interesting was the torturedness. Like when he had, you know, when he got upset in The Last Jedi and then just like trashed that whole machine. Like mm -hmm. he showed emotion. He yeah. showed, you know, anger. Um, you know, he was tortured. It was tough for him to kill his dad. He came back. I do think this one, when he turned back good, maybe they didn't totally earn that final mm. twist in his arc. Yeah. But I would say overall, I do like he was a complex character i think adam driver played him really compelling in the mask and outside of the mask and he just it was like every ounce it was just like yeah he he was just more nuanced he wasn't just like yo i'm evil you know what i mean and that's what i really liked mm -hmm. because even like the vader stuff i didn't really get it i know if you watch like the clone wars cartoons it makes more sense his turn to the dark and whatever but just watching the movies, it was just always like, why, why, it was just like this whole thing. And so Kylo, I just felt like, okay, I understand this a little bit more. He's tortured and in pain and fighting with himself. I totally, I, I agree with you. I, I, I always thought that he was the more compelling character because, I mean, um, I, I felt like, uh, what's her name? The uh, Ray was always a little one-dimensional to me, like, the way that she saw the world and kind of acted for a long time, and she was just, I'm good, and just always good, and good is good. Um, but, I don't know, does anyone here watch, like, a fan of, like, The Last Airbender? Yeah, uh, I watched it. You know, like, the arc for the um, the, emp uh, the the Fire Lord, mm. uh, his turn from dark to good, I felt like that was, like, to the point where you were, like, up in your seat, like, rooting for him, and just, like, please just turn now. We know it's what you truly want. It's in your soul, right? Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. It wasn't fully earned. Like, I couldn't tell what his mm -hmm. pull to the dark side was. I didn't really understand what he had to lose. Like, it was, felt like a foregone conclusion. And it would have, I think, his character was great, but could have been even better had uh, there been more of, like, this, I'm pulling between two worlds. And, like, yeah, he was tortured, but I want to feel that torture. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just seeing it, but feeling it. Um, they could have done that. But 
I agree with you. And while we're on the topic of Kylo Ren, I that kiss was like the oh, worst yeah. thing. <laughs> The worst thing of the whole trilogy was every single kiss that was this. But we're getting, we have a kiss section later, right? So <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about that. But uh, that was like would have been so much better as a hug. Like if they had yeah. just had a huge embrace, just like we found each other, we got through this, and like you know, where was the sexual tension besides him being like skyping without a shirt on? You know, <laughs> like there was what was that? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I want to say something. Um. Yeah, so like with what we were saying not about the shirtless uh, Kylo Ren, I think um, <laughs> yeah, like to me, I see someone like so when you said he shows emo- he showed emotion when he uh, in in one of those scenes, um, it w- I think I see him as just like a real like like an adolescent kid that's re- like an like an emo version of myself having like just one of those angsty kind of teenager moments and him having a tantrum and I think. Like, yeah, the, like, in the scenes and, like, in the character development and how they built his story, I feel like it didn't show a lot of, like, him gradually, like, maybe going towards, like, Jedi or, like, like towards good, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm making sense right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I feel like it just, like, it showed the same thing over and over and over of, like, I don't know what to do, like, I, like and then they're, like, trying to, pull him to the dark side um and i feel like with sith like they they use anger like they seem like they feed off of the anger of someone and the way that they portray that in the characters has to be like it has to really show um so i don't know i feel like yeah i, f- I agree i feel like it wasn't really earned at the oh. end with the turn towards good that detour yeah okay so our next major character of course is ray who is well liked, somewhat controversial, um, depending on on whom you ask. Uh, Thomas, did you want to start on sure, Ray yeah. Palpatine slash Skywalker? Ray Palpatine Skywalker Dershowitz, whatever you want, <laughs> what, what, what her name is now. Uh, no, um, I yeah, I think it's uh, you know, I'm I'm in the uh, Ray camp here. I know she's a uh, you know somewhat controversial character as you mentioned, and you know somewhat derided in, among some fans and, and, and loved by others. No, I think her, her, her plot line, storyline has, um, has been quite compelling, even if you uh, kind of rationalize you know, what, hap- what happened to the character in episode eight. Uh, you know, they, they try to undo some aspects of it, and you know, I'll try to keep the uh, kind of studio or creative politics out of it. But no, I think the, I think the character, you know, pe- people describe her, oh, she's too powerful, or she's like a, a, a Mary Sue. Uh, character. I don't think that criticism. I think that criticism is a bit, a bit overly, uh, ov- a bit, a bit, bit too much. Um, she does earn her stripe. She d- she earns her arc. She suffers. She makes mistakes, and I, I think that's a wonderful thing about the character. And at the end, you know, in a movie that in in some ways I feel overly relies on predestination all the time and, and people born into certain roles. I I, th- I think you know the fact that the character chooses a certain path, several different paths at the end. I think is, is quite powerful to me. Yeah, I will say on on Ray's power thing, I, I think it's interesting. It'll be interesting to hear how this panel feels about her power rating because I feel like as Asians, it's at least for me, I feel like it's less of an issue because if you read manga or watch anime, you know that over time, power inflation is a part of the story. Mm-hmm. So when Western audiences are comparing how long it took Ray to do something that took Luke three months to learn 
I'm just like, well, if you've watched any manga or anime, the longer it goes on, the higher the power inflates. And you just understand over time there's a bit of a power inflation even within the same um, series. So you can't compare something from chapter 200 to chapter 1 because, I don't know, that a, whether it's right or wrong or not, I, I think there's just more an expectation of understanding that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like I like Ray a lot. Uh, I think she's well cast, um, and her character is like, yeah. I, I, I didn't even think about the whole controversy throughout this film, like the fact that she's too strong. I really don't think. I don't know. It all just seems like she's just like a kind of a Lukeish kind of character, and it's just like generally good, generally talented. Also Palpatine, so it makes sense that she'd be really, really good. Um, yeah, it went through kind of yeah. I kind of just see a similarity in the arc between her and Luke, and I think she did a good job of it. She's well cast in it, and I don't really have much else to say uh, on that except I feel I don't know why she went back to Luke's home on Tatooine at the end because like I don't know because like Leia was from Alderaan and like that was the fourth movie, not the first movie. If they wanted to tie it back to, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but just some things that was I was thinking of too while I was watching it. Um, yeah. Marie, your thoughts on Ray? Um, yeah, I th I think she's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, the they brought someone as a as a female character as I like with her with things coming with ease and like with the with the progression of her power and um, skill. I think like in a, in a lot of like other kind of in other kind of um, movies or like other stories if it, it was a male character like things do come easily sometimes or like in action movies like someone they just like know how to like fly a plane and it's it's, it's just a given so i think that's been like something that i've heard or and like um read about um i think yeah i think with the dialogue she, like she, she delivers well i think she she's interest like she's interesting to watch as a character um i think uh, her like her and um, Kylo being a dyad, like each other's like kind of foil, um, is interesting. And like her, like I think with what they were trying to do with, uh, with with these series of movies was like take people who are like from humble beginnings and like maybe like outcasts and like give them a story where it's like they were like a Cinderella story almost, or like oh. where they became something and like um, yeah, could could be something more. Uh, so which is interesting and um, yeah. She's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that they gave, they basically gave BB-8 to her. Yeah, at the end, that was weird. Where it was, like, it, it was definitely posed, and they, they, <laughs> they kind of made, um, they made a mention of it when he first came back and he was mad at her for not taking good care of BB-8. So that's sort of saying, yes, they're still acknowledging that BB-8 belongs to Poe and not Ray, but then... After that was the only mention. If if you had never seen any of the other movies, you would think it was Ray's droid for sure, yeah. for sure. They could have just given her R two actually. I feel like yeah, I mean, they gave her like the uh, the rogue uh, the the X wing like the X, um, Luke's X wing might as well give him the droid <laughs> too. <laughs> now speaking of Poe, let's you know we have a lot of characters, so let's sort of bring them together. I'd say let's let's go with uh, the next set of major characters, Finn and Poe. So I'll, I'll start because. I'm very opinionated on this. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I do like that the new trinity of Ray, Finn, and Poe was 
a woman than a than two men of color. I think that was interesting, especially, you know, I would say as a storyteller, you know, some people are mad because it's like whatever um, diversity and people hate that or whatever. But for me as a storyteller, if if you're bringing back all of the old characters, all of whom are white, it makes sense that all the new characters have to not be white because it's like all the old ones are and they're all coming back. So the only way to balance it out is to, um, so I don't think that they pushed you far. I just thought it was like rebalancing. Now, Poe I really like, you know, let's ignore what they did to him in The Last Jedi because that was like ridiculous. Let's just make him be a total jerk and fail the entire movie. I like that. Um, but, but uh, and we'll, we'll definitely get, get to that. Um, but I like that he had skill. He was a good, um, you know, he was a good pilot and his overall arc to becoming a general. Oh, that was good. Finn, I don't know if it's just the actor, but from the moment I saw the original trailer to where he took off his stormtrooper mask and he was huffing and puffing like a crazy person, I was like, what is this over-the-top mess of a character? <laughs> and then his whole longing for Ray like, was so stalkerish. And literally the whole time I was just like, can this guy die? Like, I just need... Then I just I just could not cheer for him. I don't know why. Like you would think the story of a stormtrooper converting and being good and being force sensitive, whatever, would be compelling. I feel like maybe if they had more of an arc with him overcoming Captain Phasma, because I felt like that was his final villain, but they kind of got rid of her really early. I feel like they needed like an arc to win me over, but literally it was just like okay, so he met this girl, he became obsessed with her, then followed her across the galaxy like a little puppy. And I'm like, why did he get to be second in command in this movie anyway? Like, literally, he's terrible at everything. He just... <laughs> Whoa. Tell us how you there really is. feel. He just, he just really... Rage. I've never heard like this. Before. I hate Finn as a character. Are you serious? I, wow. I, I will say part of it is I also hate the actor because really? he's just so, and I feel like it comes across in the way he acts it. There's like this, so like recently he was doing these interviews and they were asking about like, oh, what if they, you know, continue your character on Disney Plus? And he, and he said it quote unquote jokingly, but not really. He was like, oh, you're not going to Disney Plus me. I'm a movie star. I only do like cinema movies. You can't put me on streaming. I was like, okay, dude, you've been in one movie, and then you ruined my favorite Pacific Rim franchise as well, okay? So let's not get wow. all big bridges. If and, Robert and De Niro can be on streaming service, I think, you know, like the whole Marvel <laughs> Universe is on streaming service now. So where did you come from, buddy? So anyway, I just hate his character. I hate personal. his actor. I just need Finn <laughs> to go away. I hope he force sensitives himself to an early grave. And yeah, that's... Is, is this a Finn roast? <laughs> I don't Whoa. like Finn, but I really like Poe as a new character. I thought he was cool. And he had a point. He had skills. I'm going to take like the reverse stance <laughs> on this whole thing. Because I found, uh, you know, like, yeah, Poe has like, got skills and stuff. But I feel like the only time his character actually meant or changed or grow or went through anything was when he kind of 
had to like realize his bravado wasn't always the answer. Like I felt like that was a really interesting statement to make in this kind of movie that Ryan did. And maybe it didn't fit into this trilogy. I think they made the wrong idea by bringing him in, but I don't, I don't fault him for kind of trying to say something, uh, especially like through that character. So I liked that piece, but, uh, and Finn, I, I thought he was actually like, well cast. I thought he was really likable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was like I think I thought he had that like perfect kind of uh, like child um like kids movie Star yeah. Wars childish like yeah, goofiness yeah. to him yeah. that was like kind of like he felt like a character character in a good way, you know? Like I thought they 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 found like a really nice and he's a good actor. I think he's like did done some good I found it weird that like he doesn't have an English accent, but Ray does, but they're both English. That's kind of been a little weird to me. Um, but, yeah. I <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't like when British people try and do American accents, and it just doesn't come. Like, I really hated, you know, that the weird Ladybird movie where everybody loved it? But it was like, it's so obvious that you're not, you're putting on a fake American accent. I just can't. And maybe that's why I hate him, because it's just like, He's just huffing and puffing, like he's gonna blow the star destroyer down. I'm like, dude, like stop, like get get some oxygen. Literally hate the way he breathes. Get some oxygen. Do you do you have thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. So so I'm guessing you're not partial to Finn and Vong. No, that's what I'm ascertaining from your somewhat mild type comments. The last character whom I wished was die in every frame that I saw him was from Lost, actually, that Dominic Monaghan guy who showed up in this movie. And I, so I was like, J.J. Abrams always puts in one person who I just need to die. I'm surprised you didn't just combust watching this movie. That was all all your favorite characters in it. Okay, so about Poe and Finn. Now, first of all, Poe was just so alpha in this movie. If, if I wasn't in love with him before, <laughs> oh my god, it's like it's like, whew. yeah, it's like I ne- needed to change ascots halfway through the movie at this point. <laughs> like, no, I mean, really, they they brought out his inner Errol space Errol Flynn in this movie, which ah. I find wonderful. Yeah, the billowy shirt, the little scarf, and everything. It, it, it was wonderful, <laughs> and yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, less about said 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 about that, the better. I don't this don't, I don't want this to become an R-rated uh, podcast so for you. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, now for Finn, um, I, 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 I had some concerns because around halfway through the movie, I was thinking, oh my God, this character who, you know, I, I don't like or dislike, but it's very underwritten yeah. because yeah. it's like yeah. he's not really doing anything either positively or negatively that's impacting the storyline that much. Um, and I think that may, that's maybe one of the uh, faults of, of the film. And then I started thinking about it. At the end of the day, he is a stormtrooper. So literally, he's raised from birth to be a background cannon fodder character who just follows orders blindly, um, and you know, and aims badly, uh, and you know, can't hit a target, uh, th- and that's what he, that's what he is. Um, and so, in in maybe it's a maybe it's a way of I- introducing that part of the character that he can't take charge of a situation the same way Poe can because he's literally, you know, a child soldier. He's literally you know raised to be a drone. Um, and, uh, but still, that being said, it's no, no excuse for underwriting character. Now, that being said, when he does connect with the, uh, other former stormtroopers, I think that's when the character becomes a lot more interesting mm-hmm. and, um, and develops a m- bit more agency there. So I guess in, in, I'm, I'm Finn agnostic. You know, I, I don't have the same yeah. strong opinion of, of, of that Vong has. I do think the character is a bit underserviced in the movie, in the f- movie, yeah. but, um, uh, I, th- I think they, they do find his, th- he does find his footing. 
Yeah, he definitely could have. Sorry, I mean, I agree that I, I agree with everything you're saying in terms of like him chasing around Ray and like just doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like he was underwritten. That's very that's an excellent point too. He did not seem to me like someone who's been like you know trained as a child soldier to like kill a bunch of people and like seen things. He's like, I've seen things. I'm like, really, you've seen things? Like, it doesn't really feel like that. You know, it doesn't feel real. Um, so I think he could have just been a really good part of this movie, but if it was in a different way. Um, I will say that Finn, as a character, because I, I rewatched the whole trilogy before we did this podcast, just so I could remember some stuff. And Finn did say, even though he was trained at birth, he, um, that first scene in The Force Awakens was the first time he was ordered to kill anybody. Yeah, true, so yeah. he actually hadn't really been much of a killer. And the first time he had a chance, he ran away, which makes... Yeah, I love cowards as our um, <laughs> lead characters. It's just so compelling. Let's run away and uh, reappear in every movie. <laughs> so much hate. Is so much. Okay, Marie. I feel like you need to. You're gonna do an hour set of just how much you hate him. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like that's an interesting w- way that you put it in terms of him being someone that was just like. Uh, yeah, like as as a lackey, as someone that's just like supposed to carry out orders and be like like very mechanic in that way. Um, I think he plays it with a lot of lightness, even though it is kind of like a dark storyline, and he's someone that's like an outlier now, um, choosing to like to help Ren. Um, I think I think he 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 makes like just like a great buddy to have along, and I think he's kind of like an audience surrogate of like being put in these situations where he's like, I don't know where I am. I'm just going to do my best to help with what I have. I don't, um, and then I think like, yeah, they didn't give him a lot of a story and a lot of character development. I feel like in, in this last movie, um, I think they kind of rushed it when it's like, oh, I'm force sensitive. And also, um, I've met people that are like me and now I have a community and this is more about my story. So maybe you can check it out in my next movie. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. that's what it's, that's what it kind of came to. Like a lot of the movie was them, like in terms of plot, like them jumping around to these worlds and like just running around doing like a, a whole like grocery run to like try to find the, find the wayfinder and then like taking us through these really cool worlds. Um, but like not a lot of, like when the characters were talking to each other or there was dialogue, it was just to set up another thing, mm. I feel like. Um, so there wasn't a oh. lot of like, like they weren't showing us a lot of like uh, Finn's story and like what he's kind of going through internally. Yeah, I um, will say, jumping on what you're saying, I will say the one thing, in general I did like this movie, but I did think the structure of it where it was just fetch quests after yes, fetch quests, yes, yes. I felt like I was playing Donkey Kong 64 (laughs) all over again. It was like, what, I got to go find a barrel of bananas that leads me to another barrel of bananas, (laughs) which opens to a third barrel of bananas, which equals a star or some crazy. I was like, what what is going on here? It was just lots of fetch quests. Video game. Yeah, I liked liked the character development. I liked how they closed the story off, but the way that they chose to drive the story um, through just fetch quests was just really bizarre. Yeah. And there wasn't, like, a lot of time for you to, like, to sit and, like, think about things or, like, have anything for anything to have any kind of, like, dramatic weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, like, I really like the characters that they made with, like, Finn, Poe, and Ray, And, like, I I feel like, yeah, Poe and... Finn were a little bit like 
they could have been given more to do and like or and more could have been shown um and yeah i think i'm 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 a fan of poe uh he's a really cool maverick kind of guy with like <laughs> like like the loose cannon cop kind of guy that yeah. that is just like really impetuous but like you know what he knows what he's doing he can fly the plane um but like that <laughs> scene where he uh, sorry yeah, yeah, no, go. Uh, no, the, uh, the, the scene where he's like at leia and he's just like i don't know how to do it yeah he did it i was like <laughs> this scene is not earned at all like yeah. he just showed up <laughs> and he's just like praying for help, and then Lando's like, "You got this, buddy." Like, it was very, like nothing had any weight. Like, nothing felt. Yeah. And at the ending, when they're all celebrating, I didn't feel anything. Like, there was a lot of like a lack. I like where they went, but I don't like how they did it. Like, yeah. If I was a rich man, I'd pay Billy D. Williams to follow me around and say, "You got this, buddy." <laughs> It'd be so great. Agreed. Okay, so now let's jump into the returning characters. So we got the original triad mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of Leia, Luke returned as a Force ghost, and Han Solo even returned as a quite a surprise. As a memory. Yeah, as a memory. So let's uh, let's get your thoughts, Adam. All of them, I thought decent. I did not, none of the returns. I was like, "Fuck this!" Like, they all seemed. I was surprised. I knew Han, I, I knew like Harrison Ford was like, "I'm done with this. Like, never bring me back." So it was a pleasant surprise. And yeah, uh, in terms of bringing them back, uh, Luke, I thought his coming back was like really poignant. Like, I thought it was well done that he kind of emerges and like empowers uh, Ray and then like lifts up the uh lifts up the x-wing kind of as a nod to yoda and there's like kind of a full circle thing there that was, you know i like that um and leia coming back did she come back is there like, oh just yeah she was patchwork yeah. of her scenes before she died stuff you know i i couldn't i feel like i would have enjoyed her more if i knew she they didn't have to do that like if i i felt it just felt to me like oh, they're working with scraps. And I couldn't stop thinking of that when I saw her character in it, you know? Yeah, like, I think definitely with Leia, I, I have to give them credit because it is another, and we'll, and we'll get into it. We have a whole section talking about the whole trilogy, but I felt like, you know, when you kill Luke, but then you don't kill Leia, it's like, as a writer, what am I supposed to do in episode nine? Because now the main protagonist for most of, the movies is dead and then an actual real life dead person you kept alive so i'm like <laughs> okay so what am i supposed to do with this ninth movie shouldn't you have killed her in the movie like there were at least two three moments in the last jedi where it's like okay she's dead because she did in real life yeah but we wouldn't have had crystal ice layer <laughs> yeah but no he, he was like okay i'm gonna hand off i'm gonna keep alive the person who's actually dead in real life so you can try and fix this mess like why i would be like okay dude like seriously you just sabotage it now at this point it'd be like at the olympics if you drop the baton on purpose because you already won the gold medal mm-hmm. in like the singles and you're like i want nobody else to get a gold medal i ain't gonna get you a gold medal for you <laughs> i just want it for myself <laughs> like that's what i felt so for leia i felt like okay I couldn't even imagine. Let's go look through old footage and come up with a storyline. I was like, "How are you even going to do this?" So, I thought yeah. under those circumstances, it was, it was, was kinda, yeah. it was, yeah, she 
they patched together a storyline. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a good one because clearly they had promised the estate that they wouldn't CGI her except for the young her. But uh, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Keep going. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have to follow that now. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yes. Um, no, I mean, um, I, I could have done without uh, Han Solo's return. Um, <laughs> just a character having a uh, like a non-forced mental flashback. It just needs a bit out of uh, you know, uh, out, uh, thematically uh, unsuitable for Star Wars, and a little, little bit of fan service there. I think um, that again, one of the many things about Star Wars that I o- o- overlook in my blind uh, allegiance to this franchise. Um, now, in terms of uh, Luke and Leia, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, I would have, myself, if I had, you know, written this movie, I would have kept Luke alive for this whole thing. But, um, you know, th- they laid the foundation for that in the last movie. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see him. Uh, y- the thing is, with Force ghosting, you know, they, they've, they've opened, that, that's a big wide open window for him to come back and be a participant in any, any future uh, iteration. Of um of Star Wars, and I, I guess with uh Leia Leia and, and Carrie Fisher's um you know un- very untimely uh, um when she when she you know completed her journey in this world, uh I think it it was handled well. If you didn't know that she uh, Carrie Fisher had passed away in real life, I, I think it you know it, you wouldn't maybe wouldn't maybe have noticed it. Uh, I think it was respectful to the character and 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 to the uh, uh to the wonderful actress as as well. Um. Yeah, and I, I, I think I think her her character as you know the kind of the eminences of the uh, of the resistance now. I think it's very suitably handled in, in my view, and you know they 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 acknowledged it, acknowledged her power level, and then you know gave her a graceful exit. And, you know what else can you ask for? Marie, yeah, um, yeah I uh, like I'm I. Yeah, I feel like with the return of Hans Solo or the the scenes with him, I'm like, I feel like it was just purely fan service. Um, I feel like, yeah, I think in other ways of like having his presence known, like been there in other ways, maybe not through a ghost, but like, I don't know, another way of tell of like um, having that moment with him and Kylo Ren, like to make it more powerful. I think like the literal vision of him and him like just slumping over and like moseying over as a memory of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I get it, uh, for FaceTime. Um, I think, yeah, Leia, yeah, you kind of like, they, they, they did the best they could with what they had. And I think I'm happy with like, with, um, how like the status that she had in the, in the previous movie, um, and like her as a general, um, I think, the powers that they kind of like added in with her and like with the force powers, I was like, I feel like that was kind of off and could have been done better, but yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think with, yeah, I, th- I think with, uh, the, with, um, Luke Skywalker, um, I feel like the, <laughs> the last Jedi, I feel like there was a lot of things that were off with that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I already gave my opinion on Leia. Um, I did like that she was part of Kylo Ren turning good. She was the one that got him kill- killed, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> as one final tie in art. And then them bringing Harrison forward. I was very surprised because I, I didn't read any spoilers or anything before the movie, so I didn't know he was going to come back. So I was like, okay, so it took both his parents and Ray to kind of turn him. 
Um, I was like, okay, that's that's kind of interesting. Um, Luke, I'll I'll save a little bit more when we talk about the trilogy because I have. I can't talk about Luke without talking about the ridiculousness that was the Last Jedi, um, so I'll I'll save that for now. Um, n- now, just one final section on the new characters. So we had, and Thomas knows the names better than I do, but there was the new scavenger girl who took over from the other ethnic girl. They went from Chinese to a black girl this time as Finn's mate. Yeah, um, Jenna, yes. And then there's the the Carrie Fisher, people are calling her the Power Ranger girl. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Zori Bliss with that, the, the new kind of bounty hunter-ish character. Oh. Uh, yeah. Kind of history oh, with Poe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the Carrie Russell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the character. And then there was that little puppet thing that everybody seems to like, the one that fixed the one speaker. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then there was that new robot that I didn't get. So just, uh, I'll just give give my thoughts. Um, I thought that new little robot was unneeded. I don't even know what he was doing. Like, why do we need another ugly robot? Um, he reminded me of you know those cones that they put on dogs when like <laughs> so a dog won't scratch itself. Yeah. I was like, you look like a dog scratching cone. Why are you even here? Um, but I guess they tried to give the robot character by having it be like a survivor of physical abuse. Yeah. <laughs> I, <guess laughs> I was like PTSD survivor. <laughs> I was like, okay, like don't, don't beat your robots. Like rescue like, pet things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is just really weird. I don't know where they're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I like the Carrie Russell character. Um, you know, the, the weird little puppet thing that fixes C-3PO is fine as well. I didn't really think too much. And I, I actually did like the new, the Stormtrooper leader. What was Jana. her? Jana? Yep. Yeah, I, I, I thought she was an interesting character. I thought it did help Finn as much as they don't like Finn. Um, I, I did think that having her there was kind of cool and having her be um lando's daughter they which they've confirmed after the fact oh really yeah they oh, oh no, you they got it here first what Sorry? can i say that yes they they have confirmed it in interviews okay yeah so in the original script it spelled it out more clearly in the final script it was a little bit less obvious but when you talk to the actors they said they played it like it was father daughter because the original script had it as such I don't Adam? know. That seems... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, you shouldn't have... Like, you shouldn't leave a movie... Like, <laughs> like, you can leave a movie being like, wow, all these unanswered questions, or just being like, leave a movie being like, what were, what were these things? Like, you know, like, versus, like, too ambiguous. There's ambiguity, and then there's, like, intrigue, right? And there's just too much yeah. ambiguity in this one. That's frustrating. Uh, the Carrie Russell character... First of all, the only kiss I actually wanted in the whole series... Didn't happen when oh, she yeah. like looks at him and he's just like, Meh? and he's like walks away. That was so weird. Like I thought that would have actually been a positive kiss. Um, and uh, yeah, and Jenna I thought was cool, but I mean, why why sideline uh you know uh, uh what's her name a uh, Rose because yeah they're yeah. basically the same character. 
yeah. swapped out. It's this is like a James Bond movie. They just need a new Bond girl. Finn gets a new <sighs> Bond girl every movie. So frustrating. I don't know. I think if people don't, oh, we have a whole section on her. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. Well, I'm done. <laughs> 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 Nothing but rants for those new characters. If we can't remember their names and like I can't even like bring them up, then like th- that means something. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, generally speaking, I, I the, the new characters, you know, they, they are what they are, and and Jan I think is a ex- uh, is a good addition. Um, again, you know the um, you know trying to trying to think about you know h- how the stormtroopers uh, you know are, are raised and 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 trained and everything. That's a, that's one thing I li- uh, one thing in particular I like about the sequel trilogy. Uh, they they really get into that. Um, yeah, and you know the uh, Carrie Russell's character Zori Bliss, you know, female Boba Fett, Boba Fettish kind of character. You know, uh, yeah. So, oh, uh, <laughs> it depends what you what you're into. Uh, you know. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it's an interesting, uh, interesting character at the end, and she comes in at the big, you know, Futurama uh, fleet battle <laughs> at the end when everybody else comes in. The other characters are fine. I mean, they're they're just you know sell toys, you know, which I will buy many of. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, but but uh, I, I do. I uh, but another another character I quite like is uh, you know Richard E. Grant is uh, the, as General Pride, and then the new the new Imperial General. Um, oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. They he had was to decent. they yeah. had to put him in because Ryan Johnson totally killed General Hux, so they needed yeah. somebody who's believable because they treated General Hux like another villain that Ryan Johnson just threw away like a waste of a great a creepy actor. character. Yeah. Still, I just, I just Richard E. Grant playing an officious, you know, officious uh, British type uh, sneering villain is just like you know, it, it's perfect. It's like you know, you know, it's like nothing but net there for him. <laughs> I think it would have been better though if he was the spy. He kind of seemed like someone who could look evil, but also yeah. maybe isn't. You know, like I felt like that would have been. I would have mm. liked that rather <laughs> than Hux being the spy. That's yeah. okay. Twist. That's yeah. dumb. I don't know. Felt weird. But yeah. Marie, what did you think the new characters? Um, yeah, I think the ones that were like the non-human ones. Uh, so yeah, I th- feel like they were just they're just for merch. Like they just <laughs> threw them in. They didn't give them a s- like they 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 threw in a story like last minute for the like for for the little uh, megaphone one and also for for Baba Frick. Like that that's it's just merch. Um, I feel like I liked. I like Jonna's character. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I got excited when I saw her on screen. Like I think she's someone that can carry a story and can carry a plot. Um, I do think, yeah, it, it was just like a last minute thing where they have like the long, like like the 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 lingering look between her and Lando, and we're like, what does this mean? And like, I guess you're gonna have to watch catch the next movie with her. Like I think that's it was just like only to set up something new. Um, uh, so there there wasn't much going on there. Like with like uh, with her, like with her and Finn, uh, I think it was it, it was good to like see and like them trying to build something. But again, it was like I feel like it, it w- yeah, it's it's just not it wasn't well written um, and it was like a little bit underwritten with with that character. So um, yeah, I just I want to see more of her, see what goes on. Um, and yeah, was there other new the, the other new characters that we that didn't mention? That was yeah. most of them. What I guess Boba Frink. Baba Frick or something. Baba yeah, Frick. something. Definitely yeah. like a mix of an old person and a baby. It was yeah. very weird, and yet so, and a bit of baby Groot in there too. Yeah. Well, just like uh, just like another <laughs> famous yeah, character, yeah. mixture of an old person and oh, a baby. Yeah. There. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the equation now. 
I did like that they kept him as a practical puppet instead of CGI. Yeah. Um. So that was that was nice going back to that. It's funny that he had like bad English, like at mm. times, you know. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, the masked character. Don't, don't. Why would you cast someone if they're not going to be shown and ask like get them to do this like get a stunt double. Just show their faces. Uh, the uh, sources. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't know that was her ability to emote or not. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of Maz. I think that she's cool. Um, that's about oh. it. Yeah. Okay, so the one character we do have to talk about because this is an Asian podcast is mm. what do you think of Kelly Marie Tran's character Rose? And how she was completely sidelined as because uh, she had homework to do. Um, who wants who wants to take this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every hot take on this, I think, out there is, will be already out there. I, I just, it was shitty. Like, it just was like, she. I mean, if people don't like this character, then you make them like her. Like, you can build her. You don't have to just be like, oh, I don't like her boom, like, bye, you know, like, it just, because then it just seems so jarring, you know, like, she didn't even have, like, interesting, like, clothes, she looked like, she was, like, tan, she was, like, as bland as you could possibly be, you know, like, mm. it was very, uh, yeah, um, I was, I was upset, like, because, I mean, yeah, it is, it was really, I mean, you know, I remember my aunts, like, at Halloween, uh, at Christmas a couple years ago, being like, did you see that, like, you know, they, they're, like, Asian-American, like, Asian-Canadian, grew up, born and raised here, and they were just like, did you see her? Like, wow, they were, like, so excited, you know? And I just imagine, like, my aunts watching that and being like, oh, shit, like, they didn't do anything with her. That's kind of sad, you know? I don't know. That's just, it's more personal for me that it just felt like they took away something that they gave, and that kind of feels sad uh, for some people, you know? Um, that, that's, yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. Thomas? No, the representation issue is important. I mean, myself, I've always felt represented in Star Wars. Uh, not because I'm Asian, but because I'm a pedantic gay robot. Uh, <laughs> but, um, as, you know, but uh, on a more serious note, yeah. I, I do feel that taking a character who had a significant role in a previous movie and then, you know, reducing it to a, you know, bit part, let's just say, in, in, in the current one, it, it really does appear to be just like a, you know, appeasing, a very negative part of the, the fan base. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a little bit disappointing that that's, that's uh, you know, the uh, route, route they, they chose. I mean, Star Wars itself doesn't, it, it hasn't lent itself to a lot of female characters up and, uh, and a lot of women of color. Um, so, you know, to, for them to, you know, to kind of take that route in, 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 in it, you know, in, a, in what appears to be kind of, you know, you know, the, you know reacting to, you know, very negative part of the fan base, just, uh, uh, so it's a little bit disappointing to me. Marie? Yeah, um, yeah, I think we're all on the same page. It's, it's pretty, it was disappointing. Uh, yeah, she just kind of, I believe the word is retconned. Um, just got, <laughs> just like decided to take a different route. Uh, she's, a <laughs> yeah, she's, a yeah, I feel like, th yeah, they didn't do justice to the character. And this was someone that was like a major part in the previous uh, in the previous films, so like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I just uh, you could you could do more. No. You could have fixed. You yeah. could have done something. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> and she was also like cool because she wasn't like a hypersexualized character or anything either. You know, she was like, which was like, she was just like a real 
person, you know? And, like, you can, like, use someone less without making it feel weird that they're not there at all. Yeah. You know? Like... Yeah, I do think, like, you know, obviously I'm biased. I want to see more Asians. And obviously... And one thing I will say is Star Wars... This is why Star Wars is an American hit and does not do well in China. You cannot take away the only Asian person (laughs) and sideliner if you want to make money in China. You need to... You know, like, some... Random movies will just randomly put in Chinese people because they want to do good in China. Like, come on now. <laughs> it's like, let's do, like, Marvel will do that a lot of times. Even, like, some random side character that their role will actually be expanded in the China release. And they're, like, really famous in China and nowhere else. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it give me something. It tries something. Like, this is, w- like, Star Wars, I think, more than any blockbuster is very American as far as if you look like the distribution. <laughs> across the world and I, I think that's why i think the character itself i will say on the plus side you know at least they replaced her with another woman of color it'd be good to have both of them two women of color like i think our brains would explode amazing. <laughs> but, but i will say at least they replaced her with another woman of color like um and then another woman who doesn't get to show her face at all so um who doesn't get to take off the the helmet so um I do think, I get it, there's a lot of characters, you're introducing new ones. I would say if you're going to sideline Rose, I could be fine with that, but if her mission given to her by Leia is to find something out about, you know, how to disable those ships once you get there, have her succeed at that. So it's like, okay, she might be off screen, okay, you kind of erased her character, but the one quest you gave her, at least, have her succeed. So then when Poe shoots the thing, he'll be like, oh, thank you, Rose, for figuring that out, yeah. you know? Like, just throw in something. Like, yeah, okay. Give her something. Yeah. We're asking for the bare minimum oh, here. Like, yeah. like no, just, just give for the an girl a shout out. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad. I feel like she's getting a lot of interviews before, and she won't want to give any interviews after this interview. It's so all going to be depressing. <laughs> okay, so... Speaking of Kelly Marie Tran, she was part of a trilogy of horrible kisses, I think. <laughs> so let's rank. Okay, so there's there's three famous kisses from this trilogy. There's the awful Rose and Finn kiss, which made me want to throw up. I wonder why. There, there was the um, there was the uh, Kylo. Um, Ray. Ray one, and then there was the queer kiss, who, which I honestly didn't know. I watched the movie twice. I still don't know where this kiss took place. So, who <laughs> who wants who wants to take on these three kisses? Rank the kisses in order of awfulness or amazingness. Um, no, no, I, I think I think it's a it's a ironic that yeah, the, the third one, the uh, uh, the um, the. Uh, uh, um, the same sex kiss, of, you know, that occurs at the e- celebration at the end. That's the most believable relationship in the entire uh, <laughs> single trilogy, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes less is more, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's ironic, and yeah, it's um, uh, you know, the it, as I mentioned before, Star Wars at the end of the day is is a you know kind of a child child centered you know fantasy heroic fiction. Um, the depth of you know of romantic relationship. Is, is is you know it's it's part of the trilogy but n- not really uh p- part of the trilogy even though it is you know the whole the, the whole um 
the whole franchise is founded on a you know doomed uh, romance between uh, <coughs> uh, between uh, Padme and, and uh, Anakin. Uh, you know, Star Wars mishandling and being somewhat tone deaf of how adults you know engage in you know relations. <laughs> it's kind of par for the Nothing course. New, yeah. Kind of par for the course. You yeah. know, it's. Uh, um, so I, I, it doesn't bother me that much, but yeah, I mean, the, the Ray Kylo kiss, I mean, okay, well, that happened, and, and now he's dead. So, uh, you know, and that's good, and, you know, and, you know, Rose and Finn, yeah, that happened, and, and, and now she's been, re- been reduced in rank, apparently. Uh, so, and, and the, the, the kisses are what they are. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with, uh, Luke and Leia's kiss. It's probably the best kiss in the whole series. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, even though they're even though it's gross, it was not as like predatory as late Lan and Han and Leia's was not just the shit show of those ones that you just <laughs> outlined. But yeah, the best kiss in, or like any of that wretched kissing of Padme and uh, Anakin that was just gooey gooey like just i don't know like a like a kindergartner wrote a love story or something mm-hmm. the best kiss for me controversial statement <laughs> luke and leia kiss <laughs> okay Mar- marie how, how are you gonna I'm follow so that horrified yes this entire series no good kisses um i yeah i think that that Blink of an eye, like, <laughs> like snuck in a uh, queer kiss was the best one, <laughs> the only <laughs> believable one, and that was just like to throw people a bone, um, really, and be like, look, we're we're trying some different diversity, we're trying something new. Um, I feel like <laughs> definitely not Luke and Leia kiss. Um, <laughs> that's 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 gross. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, Oh my god, it was so forced. It was so forced. The Kylo and Ren um Kylo and Ray kiss. Um yeah, and it cuz it kind of like it kind of negated all of like her her entire like storyline where she's like I'm trying to figure out my identity and like am I really Sith? I'm allured to the dark side. But now it's like, oh, is it romantic? Like that implication could be is it romantically now? Like and and I guess like a lot of it's it's revolving around a romantic storyline that really was just like thrown in there, which is weird, and I feel weird about it, and I hate it, and it was cringe. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's like it, it, they make it about like her relationship and her feelings for Ren as as a romantic partner, when I really feel like it was just like about them being representations of good and evil in the universe, and then having to balance each other out um, yeah. rather than a, a romantic. A romantic relationship. Um, uh, I really wish there was a kiss with Finn and Poe. I think that was a missed opportunity. Uh, I'm going to write some fanfics about that. Um, I look forward to reading those. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I hate Finn. any... Finn does not deserve love. You know what I hope for Finn is like Finn... I could see I Finn and Captain Phasma and he goes in... And then during the kiss, Phasma stabs him like Daenerys got stabbed. It's like... Oh, my God. It's like, I would love that storyline where Phasma was like, I'm going to get you back by seducing you and then shanking your ass like a dragon. (laughs) That's... Somebody write that. (laughs) Somebody write that fanfic. (laughs) Fanfic. It's all yours. It's all yours. You take care of that. Yeah. 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 
that queer kiss was just if you're going to do something yeah it felt like you're throwing a bone if you're gonna do it mate do it or just don't or else it just feels terrible it's gonna piss really, like force kisses it's not cool they came, they came out of nowhere at least make like dom like dominic monaghan do it like if someone who like, give his character something like <laughs> something beyond like he was he's like a b act b-list actor playing like an extra it was <laughs> you know, give him something to do. I, I think if Dominic Monaghan kissed Finn at the end, Vong, you just, you know, just, just explode, wouldn't oh. you? <laughs> <laughs> Both of those characters. They deserve each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, the, the kisses, I think, I think they were all awful. I think none of them were needed. I, I actually think the Kelly Marie Tran one was the worst because she put Finn's life above the rebellion and uh-huh. people had just sacrificed themselves to die. Mm. And she was like, yeah, I'm sorry you died, but I'm still going to go save Finn because I care about him more than I care about all of you people who are dead anyway, I guess. Um, so she undid their sacrifice to give him a chance to get a shot at the um, whatever mini Death Star thing they had. Um, yeah, so... I guess I hate that one the most because it prevented Finn from dying because he's on a suicide <laughs> run. Yeah, like, he was about yes, to, yes. <laughs> he was about to die. He's about to take the shot and sacrifice himself, and then she like totally saved his ass while killing while killing like a half dozen other people. It's like no, I'd rather you have the half dozen other people. So I've, and then Hilarious. the queer kids, I didn't even notice it, so I uh, it's nothing to me. And then. The Kylo, the Kylo, and the I guess I guess at that point he was Ben. So the the Ben and Ray kiss, I thought was unneeded, but I didn't totally hate it. I was like, okay, I thought it was more like a brother sister bond. But I guess in Star Wars, brothers and sisters <laughs> kiss. <laughs> so I guess maybe that's what they were going for. Complete the trilogy. I want to um, I want to clarify that I'm not into like the. It's not the fact that they're siblings that I like their kiss. It's the fact that <laughs> the moment of their kiss happening oh in the movie felt <laughs> real. You, you know, know like I'm totally gonna creep your Facebook out of this <laughs> to see how hot your sister is, and if she's really hot, there's it's I'm gonna view you in a yeah, totally different Leia way. No, no, yeah, yeah, but it it, 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 was, it was definitely like after um like after uh, Kylo Ren uh, no Ben kisses. They, they decide to kiss. I'm like, will they, won't they? And they kiss. I was like, the first thought in my head was just like, shit, now they have to like hold hands and walk around and like be together. And I was like, and then so when he suddenly dies, I was like, oh, thank God. I was so relieved. <laughs> yeah. And I was still like, thank God, this is not going to be a thing. Like, I don't know. Did anyone see that? <laughs> yeah, no, I think he definitely had to die, so. Okay, so we it's been ninety minutes is really long. So <laughs> let 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 let's just wrap up with our thoughts on the trilogy as a whole. What did you think? You know, there was obviously a lot of discussion with the trilogy. A lot of people didn't like the first one for some reasons. Some people didn't like the second one for other reasons. Some people didn't like the third one. Um, who wants to jump in first? I will. Wait. <laughs> okay, Tom. Okay, sure. Um, so yeah, my in terms of the sequel trilogy, uh, my my impression of it is positive. Uh, I know it had its faults, and I think Star Wars has become one of the more um, uh, embattled uh, media franchises uh, in recent years. Uh, but all in all, I think the sequel trilogy has been you know positive 
um, addition to to uh, the, you know to the, the Star Wars canon. Uh, definitely like it more than the prequel trilogy. Definitely not yeah. as much as the original trilogy, and and we all, you know we can all uh, know why the one that started it all. But I think generally speaking, it it's been very successful. It created uh, characters that we may not. Uh, that, well, let's just say we, we, we don't always love, but we, we, feel, we feel strongly about. Um, <laughs> it made these characters out of nothing. Uh, you know, no, no, you know, no, uh, no precursor to them. And the fact that they've managed to do that has been quite impressive. So, yeah, and I'm looking, definitely looking forward to seeing where the uh, franchise goes next. Remy? I'm sorry. What, so are we doing the whole tri- trilogy? Yeah, whole trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Your feelings. Um... Yeah, I feel like they they created interesting interesting characters. Uh, I feel like they've done really well with like all like with the action and the fantasy and all the adventure. I think those are really well done and like visually, it's 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 really cool. Um, I think it's it, and it's like I think they were trying a lot of new things. I, I think um, I think like between those three movies, uh, like there were. There's just a lot of hits and misses, like it, like when they try, like in trying to like, um, like create, like give us these story arcs and like whether it all pulled together. Um, for me, not so much. Like I feel like it could have been done better. Um, and I feel like, I feel like yeah, we could have done more for for the story itself and for like the world of Star Wars and for for all the nerds out there <laughs> like us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like you're playing D&D or a video game and you bring someone back to life and it's like, but they have like 10% health. Like, I think that's where it is right now. Like, they were not, it's not, it's brought back to life. Like, it revived it after what the prequels did to it. It's it's back, right? Like, it's not like, oh God. But it's still not like, can't wait for the next movie if it ever comes out. Please let there be more, you know? Like, I'm going to bring it back to uh, Marvel and just like, the way that they were able to, I personally was a huge fan of Endgame, and the way that they were able to tie like 20 somewhat movies together in the end within like a three hour time frame, uh, this movie could not even get close, near close to that with only nine movies to deal with. Like, it did not deliver. Uh, it was kind of like it started on a high point and went down. So I agree with you. Um, better than the prequels. I enjoyed it, but I, uh, I still feel a little yeah, for me, I I like the trilogy as a whole. I well, I like that J.J. Abrams part of the trilogy. I actually feel like when he came back, he should have probably split the movie into two, um, because to me, it really was his trilogy. Because the Last Jedi really did nothing. It didn't move anything forward. It just kind of took everything and threw it away. And so for me, that's not even a part of the trilogy. So for me, the second movie is like the first hour of Rise of Skywalker. And then the final two hours was his the real third movie. So I feel like they probably should just extend it to episode nine and ten and just finish it. I, I really liked The Force Awakens. My only thing against it, the only thing I would change is the when they were like Death Star but bigger. I just... Up until that point, I was good. I liked, I, I get it when a series has gone so off track, you have to kind of bring it back and, and pay homage to the original. And I thought they did that all the way until they had the Death Star, but bigger. 
And then I was like, okay, that's not just an omelet. That's like a little bit too overboard. But other than that, I was at least excited. I liked, well, I didn't like Finn, but I liked the new characters. I I really liked Kyler, like where they were going. And I thought he opened a lot of things for setup. Mm. And then Ryan Johnson came in and just decided. <laughs> now, I will say if Ryan Johnson got his own movie, like one of those solo, like a Star Wars story movies, I think it'd be really good. Because that's what he did. He made a solo movie in chapter eight of a story. He was like, I'm going to ignore the other seven chapters and tell the story I want to tell. And literally, like, even if you look at the end of his movie, he finished it like it was the final chapter. They looked to the stars and it was like, we've we've sparked a new generation. Mm. The story of which will be told in like 30 years because this story is over. It was like, our story is over, but we've sparked a new generation, which you'll find about later. Like, it was yeah. literally meant to be the end of a, of a series. So, th- so then for me, everything I didn't like about Rise of Skywalker, I give J.J. Abrams a bit of leeway because what I've heard on the internet a lot is, like, people were, like, they were, like, mad because they liked The Last Jedi and they wanted a sequel to that. And my answer to that is, it's a standalone movie. It, he did not create it to have a sequel. He closed, he killed all the major villains. Mm-hmm. He left no threads open. And he finished it with, you know, the next Luke will appear at some point in the future. Right now he's holding a broom, tending to some farm animals. So let's follow his story in 20 years. But this story <laughs> is over. Like it was, I was like, there is no sequel to The Last Jedi, which is why... I give Rise of Skywalker a lot of leeway more than I normally would because I'm like, well, what are you going to do? There's nothing. He left you nothing to work with. So I do think the structure in the first hour were kind of like heavy and didn't really give you time to really process, which is why I wish it was two movies. But overall, I feel like he at least brought it back and had a conclusion that kind of worked and given you know like i said i really feel like ryan johnson like sabotage him if i was like if i was like if i want to sabotage the next filmmaker as much as possible i'm gonna kill luke skywalker and i'm gonna force you to figure out what to do with leia even though the girl is dead i'm gonna force you to dig up some old ass footage or cgi her because i wasn't strong enough to kill like she needed to die in the last movie because she's dead in real life like you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be like, it'd be like, so you know, like with with Fast and Furious Seven or whatever, like where they had shot half of his footage, and then they had to CGI him to death at the end. That's what you do. Imagine if Fast and Furious Seven was like, no, he's still alive <laughs> at the end. So Fast and Furious Eight, you deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. You figure out what to do with this dead ass person. Bring in his twin or something. I don't care. You, my movie's done. So that's how I felt about the trilogy. And just a note on like the reviews, where I'm really mad at the reviews is that I felt like, so, you know, there's a big discrepancy. So Rotten Tomatoes, the critics really hated it. And the fans are, it's trending up close to 90. It's like 86 and rising or whatever. And for me, almost all of the commentary was judging it as a trilogy Whereas 
like almost if you read all the reviews, they really say it's not cohesive as a trilogy. It's not cohesive as a trilogy, and they're blaming the third movie for that. But the second movie is the one to blame for that, and they didn't like. It was clear the trilogy was ruined in the second movie, and mm. so for me, all that anger, all the negative points, I already gave it to the second movie. So for them <coughs> to love that movie, and when they're reviewing the third movie, be like, "Yeah, this doesn't make sense as a trilogy." I was like. That was clear from the second movie. This dude was doing damage control. So to put all of that negativity, the fact that it wasn't planned as a trilogy is clear. But to put all that negative review on the third movie makes no sense because it was clear in the second movie that it was not a trilogy. It was clear they had no plan. So if you're going to minus marks instead of giving it 100, like it had on Rotten Tomatoes for a while, a freaking 100, that damn movie, like... I just feel like the third movie was unfairly given all the negative feedback for something he wasn't responsible for. Yeah. I just have to say, I have to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it yeah, I have to go. But um, we're going to do, uh, yeah. But I agree with what you said. You were going to say something. Sorry, I just think half of what, I agree with half of what you're saying because, yeah, it was kind of set up to not, it was just the whole execution of the trilogy was not set up properly. But, there are so many things in that movie that were just choices that were bad. Like, <laughs> not be that it's not Ryan's fault. <laughs> you know, they're just like bad. Like a lot of I don't know. A lot of my ranting today was just about like, why did you just do that? You know, like it could have just been better. Like, it's just these. It was small choices. It wasn't. And I agree, Ryan Johnson. If you're gonna go in that direction, have three different directors and not have a co a plan for all three of them, you go with it. You don't just try to come back and salvage it. Like. I know that obviously I can say that and that's not realistic, but yeah, just like go with it. Don't bring Abrams back, bring someone else and just like complete it in a, at least a cohesive vision for that person. Like not to have to kind of save everything and scramble it. But, you know, Abrams should have then like, you know, persisted that he wants to do this as a trilogy and actually had planned it out. Like then that could have worked too, right? Like, I don't know. I don't blame Ryan because they told him, you know, here's the thing, here's your vision, make it happen. And I think he was trying to do something that, um, you know, he, there was all this media, like, at the end, I remember he wrote this whole article being, like, not everything can be fan service, and you have to surprise people. You have to give people not necessarily what they want, but something that they didn't know they want. And I think there's something strong about that. Um, like, I think where he, what his choices, yes, they were kind of sabotage but they came from a place of principle. And so I can't fault someone who's ever truly coming from a place where they are really trying to do something they believe in, you know? Um, but I agree that, like, it all just ended up being just... Just not working out how it did. Yeah. Uh, Marie, did you have to go or? Yeah. Um. I, if are we wrapping up? <laughs> are we kind of thought wrap up thoughts? Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Thomas. Uh. Wrap up thoughts and then Marie wrap up thoughts and then we'll. Sure. Sure. Um. You know about the critics. I mean, Star Wars. You know, it's at you know going back again. It's a childhood property of mine, and going back. You know, when you have a when you have a fictional franchise where. A lot, you know, entire generation of people kind of created their own uh, movies themselves with, with little tiny little uh, guys. Or uh, you know, you eventually go always going to run into those situations, even with professional film critics, where they criticize a movie for not being the kind of movie they would have made uh, or they wanted to see. Um, and as always, been this, that's struggling. You, you know, you touch upon that yourself when you say that you know the, the uh, um, we come at tepid reviews and, and so forth. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it, for me, Star Wars is like I, you know, you have to look at it for what it is and what it's 
you know, trying to convey. And if if it doesn't work for you, which it hasn't in the past, you know, start episode one, I, it was terrible. I, I, you know, and even even taking it for what it was, and which is a, you know, common term, uh, it didn't quite work. Uh, I think the sequel trilogy, for all its faults, I think I think did well, and yeah, um, you know, definitely no shortage of new Star Wars content coming. So something something we can look forward to with anticipation or dread, depending on your view. Marie, final uh, thoughts? Yeah, I I feel like uh, yeah, I think structurally there were some things that were not sound or cohesive um uh, yeah i definitely think it could have been split up into two movies i do see what you're saying with jj abrams coming in and like trying to fix the school project that he didn't start and kind of take over so some credit there um but yeah i think uh i think what they did was it was entertaining it was fun and it was like something that they were trying to yeah that they were trying to um keep the whole mythology alive um I'm just like more of like a eh, kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, just to wrap up my final thoughts, I definitely get what you're saying, Adam. And it, I think for me, where, you know, I get the whole subversion of expectations, misdirection, all that. But for me, it's like the equivalent of like a shock comedian versus mm. a misdirecting comedian. It's like, is, is the shock the entire point? To me, it's like the difference between the first four seasons of Game of Thrones versus the last two. It's like, can you subvert my expectations while maintaining narrative integrity? And I think if it's just for the shock and you can't maintain narrative integrity while subverting my expectations, then it's just anybody can just throw something away. But can you throw something away and still make it make sense within mm. the narrative structure? Like, if you can keep the narrative integrity of the characters and still surprise me, then I have respect. If you're just going to throw everything away as a surprise, then I'm like, oh, that's not really cool. But what I do like is The Last Jedi and um, Game of Thrones took subversion of expectations so far to ridiculousness that now it's uncool again. And now people are like, okay, just give me a good story. <laughs> because it, it, was, it was getting too far. Like, let's stop mm -hmm. subverting and deconstructing and let's just make a good story. Cool. Okay, that's uh, the end. Thank you for seeing Story. We ran almost double time. Um, it's, it's our very first podcast, and we're figuring it out. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we learned a lot. And uh, yeah, uh, comment below. Once again, I'm Vong. This is Adam, Thomas, Marie, and we'll see you on our next podcast.